educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Let's do the entertaining part of the week, shall we? (laughs) Welcome aboard the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. Uh, We've got a special guest, uh, a special local celebrity barkeep, let's put it that way, for the day. So uh, let me set the table. Uh, Chef Kevin is joining us by phone in just a second. Uh, he's uh, he's working his winter gig. Uh, the chef's table is up and running. So we'll hear from Chef in just a second. And joining us in the studio in just a second, uh, Mr. Dave Herring, Executive Director from the Lincoln Airport, in a different setting than what's normal for for Dave. So, uh, but first of all, say hello. Speaking of celebrities, say hello to our celebrity producer of today's show, Mr. Caleb Henry from LNK Today with. Jack and friends. I'm gonna update the resume. Celebrity. <laughs> gotta gotta put it on there. I am see some events. Yeah. I'll do the uh the Heartland Cancer Foundation. They're Mardi Gras this next month. Oh, no I'll kidding. I'll be emceeing that again. Very good. Well, that sounds like fun. Every now and then people get to see this beautiful face. <laughs> well, and uh yes, because Mr. Johnny Cadillac is off roaming around doing something else today. So uh we we miss Johnny, but appreciate Caleb being here. And hey, uh the phone lines are open. If you want to chat with us, 402 479 1400 talk or text. Uh, we'll uh, we'll entertain your questions, your suggestions, your your poems, your your uh, your questions for the chef, and uh, but we're going to focus on uh, a little bit of bourbon tasting today. But first, uh, yeah, let me let me introduce uh, Chef Kevin. Chef, are you with us? I'm here, Danny. How you getting on? Hey, I'm all right. Uh, so, uh, so you got a you got a crowd. You got a chef's table uh, coming up this evening. Uh, yeah, I've got the first of the twenty four season. So um, they'll be showing up a little after the show ends, and I'll kick into gear. Very cool. Well, and say hello to Mr. Dave Herring, Executive Director of the Lincoln Airport. Dave, thanks for coming in today. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I think maybe maybe a Celebrity Barkeep is maybe a little bit too much credit, but uh, no, excited to be here. Well, once I post this picture to the Twitter page or the X page, I think our listeners will agree that you've, uh, uh, you've, you've brought quite a collection of some fine bourbons here this afternoon. So It's a passion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, chef, uh, let's let's get right into it. What you what you cooking this week? What's we cooking tonight? I love winter cooking because it's uh, it's it, it's actually even more limited, uh, believe it or not. And why do I like that? Because um, it actually makes uh, decision making easier. Because I I really like to work within limitations of food. That's why I like working uh, with seasonal food uh, because that it that cuts down on a lot of deliberation and so in the winter time there are certain virtues that I uh, I love and uh, one of them is French onion soup oh the French know how to do it I've they do. They, they figured some things out that we didn't uh, but what uh, I've been making this traditional recipe. It's actually a vegetarian recipe. There's no stock in it at all. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it was just a peasant uh, dish, you know, when all you had 
was a lot of leftover onions, and then you wonder, what do I do with these? And, and so uh, take as uh, many onions, 10 pounds if you got them, and uh, slice them real thin and slowly uh, cook them down in a Dutch oven with the lid on first. It pulls out all of that uh, moisture, uh, the water, and then take the lid off and then just slowly let it simmer down and uh, reduce uh, all afternoon. And, man, on a cold oh, day. Like uh, this, I'm tasting uh, it right now, <laughs> Chef. That's yeah. that's awesome. Hey, uh, Debbie yeah. is on the line. Debbie, thanks for calling in. You got a question for Chef Kevin? Yeah, hi, this is Debbie, and maybe it's not a question for the chef, but you mentioned, Dan, you're going to talk about bourbon. Yes, ma'am. I was with some friends out of town last week, and they ordered smoked bourbon, and the, the bourbon is somehow smoked and comes out steamy or smoky. What is the point of that? How does it? How is it done, and does it change the way it tastes? Yeah, uh, Dave Herring, you want to dive into that? I, you know, I can. So actually, bourbon on its own has a smoky characteristic to it. But one of the sort of the current trends in bartending is to order smoked cocktails, where you'll see cocktails come out that have wood chips smoked into them. They utilize different chips, whether it be hickory or cherry wood or things like that. And it really serves to accent the profile of a specific bourbon, whether they're trying to bring out some of those oaky notes or they're bringing out the cherry flavor of a bourbon. And so it does change the profile uh, and can pretty dramatically so it, it's kind of a cool new twist on how to enjoy a bourbon cocktail or just even straight bourbon chef you got any uh i know you're into I, that as well I do. yeah i uh i'm on the smoking gun uh train now and <laughs> um, my um my interest in in imparting smoke i love smoke as a component beyond just barbecue so i like i will i will smoke tomatoes and uh, another way to impart that into a cocktail is through smoked ice so you think, how do you do that? Well, take a pan of ice, put it in your smoker, let it slowly melt, and as it melts, all that surface area is pulling in the uh, the smoky uh, flavor. Then uh, filter that out because you might have some little bits of, of ash or something in there. Filter that out, put it back in your um, ice cube tray, and freeze it. And so now you've got the aromatics coming off of the melting ice and then slowly imparting a, a unique smokiness to it. I like that probably as good as any. Dave? Yeah, I was just going to come, and that's a great idea. Now I'm, I'm, I need to be taking notes, but <laughs> I've also gotten into embracing non-traditional smoke. So not just wood. You know, I make a, a, an old-fashioned at home that utilizes smoking of cinnamon sticks uh, into, into the profile. So it's kind of fun yeah, to experiment corn, with that. Smoking corn cobs yet? I have not tried that one. It's <laughs> weed. That's next week's show. Um, Debbie, thanks so much uh, for calling in and for listening. Always appreciate it very much. How about that for a couple of experts on on what uh, uh, what's smoky about uh, why why smoke is the latest uh, in bourbons? That's cool. Well, Dave, uh, let's jump into this. Uh, what are we drinking? And 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 I'll post this picture when I get a chance to the X page. But uh, the one I chose was this Hemingway uh, rye. So yeah. talk about it. So this is a new one for me, and one of the reasons... So the, the whiskey that really got me, and I was a craft beer drinker, really yeah. was not That's a how whiskey we drinker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was a craft beer drinker, and... 
Um, you know, we've a lot, got a lot of great establishments in this town. I was at one of our favorite ones one night, and they saw me say, hey, why don't you try something new? And, you know, I blame them. They got me on this <laughs> kick. And um, But what really, what really got me into it was Angel's Envy Rye. You know, oh, Angel's Envy yeah. Rye, you know, one of the great things about it is it's kind of those polars. It's got a sweet co- connotation to it, but also the spice from the rye. And yep. so I really gravitate anytime I see a rum cask or a rum-aged uh, rye, I tend to gravitate towards it. I brought a couple tonight. The Hemingway Rye is the newest one. That's one that I've been looking for for a little bit. Hadn't tried it before. Uh, wanted to sample it, and so uh, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It does exactly what I was hoping it would do. You get a little bit of the sweetness from the rum uh, overtone, but you get that great rye spice that really comes through. All so, right. cheers, my friend. Yeah. All right. While you guys take a drink of that, I have a question for all three of you. If you didn't see the news this week, Ooh. there was a bottle of whiskey with a bunch of luxury items. Sold for $2.8 million. 30-year-old bottle of the Emerald Isle. It's a single malt Irish whiskey. Oh, chef. Yeah, yeah, I, I got outbid, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just barely. Doggone it. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that, and I wasn't going to mention anything, but, Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kevin, well, Kevin, you 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 have you've got uh, this love for Ireland, and of course, we were over there this uh, past summer, and um, yeah, I've I've kind of had my uh, Scotch days. Uh, I told that to Dave last night when we were texting back and forth, and um, but yeah, I'm into the bourbons, and uh, Dave Herring's got quite the collection. Yeah, yeah and you I'm, know, I'm kind of I'm like Dave that uh, I I I latch onto something and I dive into it study it, try to become familiar with it, and then, you know, find another fascination. And, and uh, I, uh, I have a buddy that we, we refer to our years by the uh, um, uh, spirit that we are imbibing. So uh, we just finished up the year of rum, and now we've uh, opened up the year of Amaro. So um, I'll probably have more to say about that in the coming months. Uh, well, Dave, talk about this Hemingway rye. This is delicious. Yeah, it's great. It's you know the other thing that's that that really drove me to this is that the two profiles that I love most in whiskey are rum and sherry. Is they're doing a lot of sherry stuff. You know, sherry brings out sort of that red ripe fruit sort of aspect of things. And boy, this one does all of that. Um, this distillery uh, is one that uh, I've been looking for for a little bit. Just saw it the other day. Picked it up. Uh, really, really solid. Uh, and and does you know like I said exactly what I was hoping to do in in a, in a rum sherry cask aged uh, rye. So, you know, I'm excited for this one. You know, you never know. When you try one the first time, you go, ah, this is, you know, maybe a little on the upper end. It's not it's really not a, a cheap bottle, but uh, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm liking this one so far. Uh, that's nice. It's very nice. Um, well, uh, as we uh, uh, continue on here, uh, Chef, um, uh, uh, so you're you're ready for your guests, or you're getting ready for your guests. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, um, Hank is watching uh, the front door, so he'll let me know when people arrive, if they arrive early. Yeah. Um, he, he, my dog knows the, he knows the rhythm and routine. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I get prepared and just wait. And it's a, it's a nice gig to, to have done a few times, so everything's not a surprise. You bet. Well, folks, uh, hang on. We're going to take a little break here uh, and come back and continue talking. I want to uh, let Dave talk a little bit about uh, how he came to Lincoln, a little bit of Dave's background, and continue enjoying this. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline, 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren.
You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome. Welcome back to the Friday Afternoon Club here in uh, the greatest city in America. And we prove it every week because... uh, it just is. And and part of the reason we have the greatest city in America is people like Dave Herring and Chef uh, Kevin Shin, who's uh, joining us on the phone line because he's uh, cooking for some folks uh, for the chef's table tonight. And our uh, uh, celebrity guest producer, <laughs> Mr. Caleb Henry, is uh, filling in for Johnny tonight. So we're having a party. And if you haven't seen uh, the Dave, the, uh, a sampling of the Dave Herring bourbon collection that I just <laughs> posted uh, up on the X page uh, on the Dan Parsons uh, uh, X uh, account. Take a peek at that, boys and girls. Uh, So Dave, uh, remind our listeners, and I had it off by half, uh, you've been here in Lincoln as executive director of Lincoln Airport for almost a decade now. Yeah, that it doesn't seem possible, no, my friend. And we and we get amazed by that. And you know, I uh, growing up, I didn't really stay anywhere. My my parents moved around a lot, so we were moving every you know four years or something like that. And so um, when we moved here, we ca- we got here in August of fourteen. Uh, originally, that was probably not in the cards. I have I have a son who lives in Loveland, and so we were we were out in Cheyenne, Wyoming at the time, and we're going to stay there, but. Um, we're, we're headhunting for the, for the job here and we kind of decided, you know, we'll go through the effort and we'll, you know, we'll figure it out and we'll kind of apply. And I kept moving through the process and moving through the process, moving through the process. And my wife and I, we, we got married in August or October of 13. And, uh, yeah, we were newlyweds and we're like, you know, we got to be serious about this. I'm not going to have them bring me all the way out to Lincoln and and we're not serious about this and talked about it and decided, yep, we're going to go after it and see what we think. And uh, we came out to Lincoln, and I, I still love telling this story, and I don't know if she's listening or not, but it's a great story. So I was used to moving around, and I told her, I said, one thing I have found is certain. When you get to a community, you will know in the first 12 hours of being within that community if it just feels right. And we were staying downtown at the Hyatt, and we had gone touring around and, and done some, some things in town with some real estate agents, and, and uh, we were walking back from Longwell's. And we were in the middle of, I think that's Canopy Street there, actually. I think we're in the middle of Canopy Street. And my wife stops, and she goes, you know, this just feels right. And I looked at my watch, and almost to the minute, it was 12 hours. And to this day, she says, if I would have known that you were tracking the time, I would never have said that until the next day. So, nice. But we, we, like, we literally love Lincoln from the minute we got here. We're passionate about Lincoln. You are. We're so excited to be here. And, and, uh, and it doesn't seem like 10 years. Like you said, it seemed like four or five. Yeah. S- same thing to us. I was driving around the other day like, man, it's just changed so much since we've been here. And it doesn't seem like it. It's like just yesterday that we got here. We just, so cool. That, you know, it's such a hidden gem. And I tell that to people that, uh, you know, that have grown up here. I said, don't be in a hurry to leave because I don't think you're aware of what you have. It's so great. Well, speaking of newlyweds, Caleb was telling us uh, during the break about a little story about his wedding. Uh, And uh, newlyweds ish. It's been a year and a half. (laughs) I'll get a little little bit of credit for keeping this thing rolling. Uh, no, but I was. But you had a bourbon connection to your wedding. Yeah, we. Yeah, because a lot of times folks do their their unity ceremony thing where it's uh, you're either you're lighting a candle or you're pouring the sand we did a because my wife and i we both we like whiskeys and bourbons and uh, drinks (laughs) to to get to have together on occasion so we went and grabbed one from rabbit hole and we had a shot in the middle of our ceremony which was uh the person doing the ceremony was our own jack mitchell on the morning show and he had he had some poem or just kind of something that he read where it was how whiskey relates to a marriage and these things about it uh, burning or getting through it. 
I cannot remember a single word of it. I know Jack did a wonderful and you're job this on the air publicly. Absolutely. Okay. I had a great, I had a phenomenal wedding, and I've got an even better wife who's been sticking around with me while I forget things. <laughs> Which will come in handy in forty years. Yes. Yes. In 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 forty years when yeah when when we're all here and uh, Lincoln is beachside. <laughs> That's exactly right, uh, uh, Chef. Uh, I know you've officiated at some uh, some weddings. Uh, does that uh, have you done anything like that? Um, yeah, I've done some creative things. I don't think we've taken shots, but uh, <laughs> really- not during the ceremony, anyway. And no, no. I I was doing a wedding for a guy that he was always in it behind the scenes. Yeah, this guy uh, was just a a hard worker. And, you know, never up front, always doing the, you know, the, the hard and heavy lifting. And um, so I was doing his wedding, and uh, I surprised him by saying, hey, let's turn around, and you stand up here. You and your, you and your uh, bride stand up here, and I'll stand down. And so I did the whole wedding with my back to the, to the uh, congregation, hmm. and everybody got to see him and his, yeah, his smart. bride yeah. bawling because <laughs> they had never they had never felt so honored and seen, and that was that was a highlight. Very cool. Of my of my. Uh, very My cool. Service, Very cool. Hey, uh, this goes fast, especially when you're drinking great bourbon. Come on back, folks, after this uh, news on 1499.3 KLIN. John Saucier, Friday, January 19th, in this war between Israel and Hamas still raging on. Hostages still held in Gaza by the terror group. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby says work's being done to try and free those hostages. That work is serious, and it's sober, and it's ongoing. Um, and, and we are represented at that table uh, in the region trying to get those hostages released. The United States, meanwhile, launching its fifth round of attacks against Houthi rebels in Yemen. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh talked about the strike on the Fox News channel. It's really up to the Houthis for when they decide to stop their attacks. We know they still have capabilities. By no means did we say we have eliminated every single thing that they have. But we have degraded and completely disrupted some of their capabilities. These attacks were on Houthi anti-ship missiles that were preparing to launch this terror group pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer ba-da-ba-ba-ba Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Turn lanes, those are pretty slick. And as you enter and exit a neighborhood area, do watch that walk to and from your vehicle. Keeping you moving with Time Saver Traffic, I'm Chris Lofgren. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
And boy, howdy, is the uh, studio humming. Uh, thanks for tuning in on a Friday afternoon. It is the Friday Afternoon Club in the greatest city in America. We're delighted that you chose to tune in. Uh, and if you'd like to join the party, 402-479-1400. Talk, text. Uh, if you got a question for Chef Kevin, if you got a question for Dave Herring about his bourbon collection, uh, we would welcome that. Uh, thanks for... Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks uh, for uh, Caleb Henry for filling in for Johnny today uh, uh, behind the board. We appreciate it very much. And, uh, and yeah, Chef, um, we've got your uh, song of the day all loaded up. And so uh, do you want to yeah. in- introduce this before uh, Caleb sure. uh, turns uh, it loose? An artist named uh, Some Little, um, who I discovered... Uh, Opening for uh, Mumford and Sons in Chicago. Oh yeah, uh, his soulful, soulful approach. And I thought, you know, this is uh, staying in and watching the water boil. I think that's a good imagery. So, take it away. Baby, won't you lay Lay down? Let's watch this water boil. Let the others run. Baby, won't you lay down and watch this water boil? Let the others run, run around just yeah. this once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see why uh, Munford had those guys op- have him open yeah. up. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool, Chef. Yeah. Well, uh, Chef, uh, in the spirit of uh, the bourbon season, um, what do you, tell, tell our listeners what you typically serve uh, your guests in, uh, for as alcohol uh, yeah. for the chef's table. Yeah. Well, um, because I, uh, all my events are private in my home, uh, I have clearance from the uh, Liquor Commission that uh, so long as these are private, um, I can I can serve as as I choose. So I uh, I have a full stocked bar that I offer my uh, my guests, and it changes seasonally. Uh, but right tonight, what I've got is a bourbon cider highball. I think we may have had that. And yes, a fun, yeah. a fun one. Uh, that's kind of a riff, kind of the. Basic idea of an old fashioned where there's there's whiskey, uh, sugar or a sweet and a bitter, and so the campfire sling is a uh, is a rye whiskey or a bourbon with uh, maple syrup as the sweet and chocolate bitters as the bitter, and then uh, put a little shot of uh, oak smoke in that cocktail. Mm. Ah. That's that's crowd pleaser. That is a crowd pleaser. Uh Dave Herring, uh again, thanks for thanks for being our celebrity barkeep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this you, is have, fun. you have set the bar pretty high. Yeah. Uh and yeah, so I've got, no, got nothing on that then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh uh introduce the the next uh, uh bourbon that we're uh enjoying, Dave. Yeah, so when I when I chatted with Dan last night, Dan I said, you know, hey, what are you a rye or bourbon? You said I'm really into the rise lately, and so I couldn't I couldn't not come without a bottle of Midwinter Night's Dram. That was like the first really awesome rye that I found. This is High West. Yeah, we were talking
talking off off air that I said I like bringing distilleries that not everybody here yeah. would just have access yeah. to, and so High West you can find uh, in stores. Uh, Midwinter and the other one I brought are, are harder to find, but Midwinter's coming out a little bit, becoming a little bit easier. But Midwinter is a blend of their it's their Rendezvous Rye. They basically take that and they age it in two different port casks, and so it really imparts it takes that that rye spice. And, and, the, and the High West Rye is pretty intense. It's got a very bold rye spice to it, but it imparts that great sort of you know you know some spice some uh, cherry tones to it stone fruit went up but it really finishes nicely it really finishes with a great sort of that port profile and so uh, i love this bottle i have probably four or five of these at home and so yeah they're, they're it's, it's an delicious. awesome bottle it's delicious thanks so much uh if you have uh some stories about travel maybe uh in in your uh if you have a bourbon story and you have a bourbon travel story that'd be great 402-479-1400 uh chef uh, I bet you could impart us a, a bourbon travel story. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm considering my next uh, my next excursion, and you know, I usually do an international trip. But uh, something about the bourbon trail in Kentucky has been uh, intriguing to me. Um, you know, I just I love the reason you you, you see one. Distillery, you've seen a lot of them. Uh, I wouldn't lump them all together, but you know, you understand the the process. But what I'm really fascinated by is the story. You know, why did this why did this company become founded? What was um, like uh, George Dickel is a really interesting story because uh, it uh, there's a there's another distillery down the road in Tennessee that. Some would know, uh, but, uh, but the gentleman who was telling this, this story would never, never utter the words that started with J.D. Yep. And, and so he was a brand ambassador for George Dickel, and he was told, telling the story about how this brand came about pre-Prohibition, and George Dickel was, was married, he married into the family. It wasn't really, uh, uh, he wasn't blood, but uh, he eventually... Um, took over the business, and then it, then it uh, like most businesses in um, prohibition, kind of failed, and somebody brought it back. Yeah. Also, love, love those kind of words. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Well, it is a party here in the KLAN studio. Uh, Chris Lofgren from across the hall has joined us. Uh, Chris, thanks for uh, you, you're invited always to the party. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah. I, you know, it's one thing I'm standing out there outside the studio, and I just hate to see other guys drinking alone. So, well, he would nobody even walked out and told Chris to come in. He just saw the bottles. He walked in. You could probably hear it in the background while Chef was talking. You just heard a bottle open, and then you heard another bottle open, and I was like, "All right, he's catching up." I guess that's it. I'm catching up. Uh, this is fantastic. W- yeah. Well, uh, so I'll I'll tell a uh, you know so Chef and I uh, we frequent uh, the the cigar bar downtown and and so we you know whiskey and cigars go hand in hand and chef you have been an ambassador uh to weston missouri uh for years and years and years and if our listeners if our listeners have not been to weston missouri uh we need to make a note caleb we need to get them as uh, advertisers after chef gives this little uh uh, promo for (laughs) weston missouri but chef tell our listeners uh about weston missouri uh, actually, believe it or not, I'm going there next Friday. I'm, I'm uh, playing hooky from the show. Um, 
Well, now you tell me. You tell me over the air. Yeah, I know. It's about two hours, 45 minutes from Lincoln. It's just on the north edge of Kansas City. But it's this little forgotten town. It's a one main street town that's filled with beautiful little shops and, and boutiques. Uh, a um, just top-notch restaurant of about 12 seats. It really reminds me of what I'm doing, except they're twice as big as me. <laughs> uh, and I love going there to eat. And Noah's uh, Cupboard. I'm sorry to interrupt. Noah's, Noah's Cupboard yeah. is the name. Yeah. Yes. yes. Put, put that on your list because... It is, it's fantastic. Um, there's a little hotel there, the St. George Hotel. There's a historic, now Irish pub, but it was uh, founded by German immigrants. And so they were bringing their uh, beer uh, expertise. And there were no caves, and so they dug their own six stories underground. And that uh, cave is still there and functioning as the most unique pub I've, I've been in uh in North America. It, it's a great guys trip. It's a great girls trip. It's a great couples trip. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah it's, have, has anybody else in the studio been to Weston, Missouri? No. Wow. You've got some converts uh, that we need to, uh, to take. I've never been to Missouri on purpose. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Dave Herring, so... Uh, do we have, we have time for one more bourbon story? Oh, yeah, absolutely we do, right. Chef. Uh, I would like this, because uh, someone gave me a bottle of uh, Iowa Legendary Rye, and made in Carrollton, Iowa, and uh, I just I thought, what well, this is a really fantastic, lot, a lot of grain, a lot of dustiness, like you would smell in a feed store. It was just really rich in the grain. So I, I go looking for it, and uh, I can't find it. And uh, so I asked a guy about it. It's oh, yeah, here it is. Like, what? No, that's, no, I want Iowa Legendary. No, this is the same brand. Or, it's the same whiskey. It's just a different brand. I'm like, why is that? He said, well, nobody in Nebraska would buy anything that had the word legendary and Iowa on it. So we just, <laughs> oh, there we is just that. Relabeled, we relabeled it for the Nebraska and Texas market, and we sell this one. <laughs> it's all about the branding, man. Well, and it, yeah, so, so speaking of sports and um, uh, in this show, uh, Dave Herring, uh, so next time I invite you on the show, are you going to invite your high school uh, friend to come join us to drink some whiskey? <laughs> oh, I just had to, had to had to do that one, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't uh, I, I don't know if he'll uh, he'll he'll take my call, but uh, but you, but you never know. But yeah, you're you're obviously referring. Yeah, um, I am a grad, proud graduate, ninety four graduate of State College High School, and uh, Mr. Rule is a ninety three graduate of State College High there School. You go. So yeah, there you it's go. Uh, my one claim to fame. So you know, <laughs> when everything else goes wrong, you know, I just say yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I did go to high school with Matt Rule. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, that's not nothing. Um, uh, so, Chris Lofgren, uh, do you have a, a, a travel bourbon story? Not really a travel one, but just recently it was funny. Uh, I was at uh, an event and uh, a bowling alley, okay? And so you don't necessarily expect to find the highest end bourbons and that kind of stuff. And so I ordered a drink and it, all I... All this bartender said they had 
was Jim Beam. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. leave, leave that bar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a drink and went about my business. And then it was time for another drink. And so I went back to the bar. I got a different bartender this time. Oh, that's smart. And Which one? Oh. she asked me, she said, do you want Jim Beam or do you want Woodford Reserve? And I said, you mean there's a, an option? <laughs> and she said, yeah, Woodford right over here. I'll take Woodford. <laughs> that was a step up. Yeah. And it, it was great. Interestingly enough, when Debbie called about the smoky, there's a, there is that definite smokiness in Woodford. Very much so. That's the uh, that's the official sponsor of the Kentucky Derby, of course. But uh, it's really fun to to experiment. And so I appreciate Dave coming in and giving us a taste of some of these rare varieties. Very rare. And yeah. we're going to have Dave tell a story about the next one that's up the bat here after we come back. Around 20 to 35 below zero. During the day Saturday, mostly sunny, high around 5. From the 1011 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Brandon Rector. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, if there was any doubt of when the entertaining portion of the Dan Parsons Show is, it's uh, it's certainly Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing your Friday afternoon with us, because it is the Friday Afternoon Club. This is where we go off from politics and news and and uh, the business beat, and we talk uh, with our friends who... Uh, you know, like to indulge in an adult beverage in a responsible way. And so thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for Caleb Henry for filling in for Johnny tonight. Uh, thanks for Dave Herring, uh, executive director of the Lincoln Airport Authority and, uh, and, uh, chef Kevin Shin, who's at his post, uh, getting ready for entertaining some guests and our, uh, across the hall, Mr. Chris Lofgren is joining us too. And the regular traffic guy. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, and so, and so thanks for tuning in. The, the phone line's still open, 402-479-1400. If you've got a question for any of us, if you've got comments about bourbon, if you've got com, I tell you what, having heard that weather, I think this is exactly, I just, I just asked Caleb, who in the heck turns the thermostat up here in the studio to what it is? It's not the morning show, I can tell you that. Okay. Um, so as you guys talk about all of the, all of these bourbons and talk about whiskey in general, and then Dave, obviously, you're collecting these. We, I know, uh, Chef has gone through a lot of different spirits in his time as well. Uh, you, you as well, Dan, but, if somebody is hearing all of this and they're used to other drinks, maybe not bourbon, maybe not whiskey, but it maybe it's a little bit intimidating. What's a good introductory bourbon for them if they want to start trying some more of these? Good question. <laughs> yeah, uh, who wants uh, to take? I, go ahead, asking, Chef. Uh, what's a, uh, you're asking for a gateway. Yes. I'm gonna see what's a gateway bourbon? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dive uh, in. Well, um, uh, Dave. Jump, jump in. I've, I've got some thoughts. I want to form them. Okay, Dave, do you have a thought? Yeah, so so this has happened a lot, and it's actually funny, and, and my wife and a couple other friends are listening right now, and so I actually have a regimen. <laughs> so, because this this conversation happens a lot, you know, I, I have about 130 bottles in my collection at home, and, and people will come, and they're like, you know, I, I, I want to try it. Unfortunately, the bourbon that's my gateway bourbon when I give to people, you can't get here locally. Um, it, it's actually a distillery out of Texas. Uh, I think it's Firestone is, is who makes it. Um, it's, a, it's a bourbon called TX. TX is, a, is an 80 proof 
proof bourbon, really light, super easy to drink, but it has incredible vanilla overtones to it. And okay. so, so you give it to them, and it's almost like a. I, I classify. I can't drink it straight. It's too. It's too much for me. It's like a cream soda of bourbon, um, or of whiskey. And and so you give it to them, and they're like, okay. But it gets them used to that straight alcohol because I won't mix it with anything. I mean, it's just you. You got to drink this straight. Um, I have I have one buddy of mine here locally that uh, I. I uh, you can get it in Colorado. That's the closest state that I know you can get it from. And uh, and I have to keep him supplied. I have a son that lives in Colorado, so every time I go back, i got to buy like three or four bottles to make sure that he's supplied for it. But uh, it is an awesome gateway bourbon. And then you move up from there. And I just gradually, when you, you need to get them to where they're used to tasting alcohol that's about 100 proof. Once you get to about 100 proof, you can pretty much try every bourbon. You can add a little bit of water. Always use water droplets. That's a matter of fact, in the studio here tonight, I brought a water dropper uh, just that. because that's I how you should serve I it. I haven't tested it yet. Um, but, uh, that was uh, my, my great-grandfather with scotch. He would always say, you got to let it breathe. He'd run the water, and then I swear he moved that glass so fast, water didn't touch it. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the time you get this, like, ah, I didn't need the water. You know, it's, that's how it works. But but yeah, so uh, so if you can find TX, TX is a great... That's my opinion. I'd, I'd be curious about Chef's, uh, Chef's opinion, but TX is a great one. Yeah, I think Chef is... Uh, his guests oh, have arrived. I, and- I should clarify. TX blended whiskey. That's the one that you uh, need. There, They have a couple of versions, but TX blended whiskey is the one you want. Well, Chef, uh, Chef is uh, tending to his guests. So, All right. So thanks, Chef. Uh, as always, we'll catch up with you next week uh, and uh, appreciate you very much, my friend. Well, Dave, uh, let's finish up with uh, one last very <laughs> unique uh, bourbon. Yeah, so if you've, if you've looked at the pictures that, that we have online, there's one up here that is actually not a whiskey. Uh, on the picture, there is one that is from the 12th Hawaii Distillers Reserve. This is from one of our trips to Hawaii. And so it actually can't be classified as a whiskey because it's it's great. It's distilled from honey. It's not distilled, distilled from grain. Um, we were over in Kona, and uh, it's called 12th Hawaii Distillery because it is the 12th distillery on the islands of Hawaii. Okay. Uh, it is the first distillery in Kona since the 1950s. And we were there, and my wife, my wife Jen and I, who I know know is listening, uh, we have a tradition. Every time we travel, we get a deck of cards, and we get a Christmas ornament. And we hadn't gotten our ornament, and we went to this distillery before we had to hop on our flight to come back to the mainland. And um, we saw they were using a particular item as their bathroom key because people would walk off as their with their bathroom key, and so we said we want that ornament, but. We want it signed by the bartender who was awesome. His name was Ben. Did a great job, um, and uh, he actually smoked some cocktails for us uh, out, of, out of the product that we have here. I like you. I, I like that you distinguished what he smoked. Yeah, right, yeah. Smoked the cocktails. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we. we uh, yeah, we, yeah. We were in not Colorado. We were in Hawaii. Right. So, um, but uh, so we uh, it was Ben. But we. But the distiller was also on site, and the distiller has an amazing story. He's from originally from California, sold all of his possessions in California. He's from San Jose, moved to. Hawaii and was selling moonshine from a homemade still out of the back of his trunk. This guy's my hero. <laughs> and, and, and literally had the still on the wall in the distillery. And so you could see it. We have a picture of it. I'm happy to share it with you, Dan, if you want to put it up. Yeah. Um, but he came out and talked to us about what they were working on and whatnot and, and, and how they had grown to where they are. Numerous gold medals at some spirit competitions. And so the product that you have in front of you is their version of whiskey. It has whiskey yeast in it. So that's how they get it to a whiskey profile. It's a very unique taste, but it's so good. We actually came back from there with four with uh, three different products of theirs two bottles of the distillers reserve their whiskey version a bottle of of uh, honey shine which is a honey moonshine about 100 proof and then uh, a bottle of honey vodka as well all of them are not like strong honey but great profiles so really cool story if you're ever in Kona, check them out 
Thanks for sharing. That's really cool. Hey, <clears throat> as we wind down, uh, I hope everyone stays warm. I hope you find a beverage of your choice that you enjoy. And uh, thanks to Caleb Henry. Thanks for Chris Lofgren. Thanks for Chef Kevin Shin and Dave Herring, our celebrity barkeep of the week. Uh, thanks so much, folks. Uh, tune in Monday, Flatwater Free Press uh, with Matthew Hansen. And we got a jam-packed uh, week coming up. Uh, next week and a week from today uh, we're going to have Matt or excuse me Kent Wogamot on to, to review uh, the Academy Award nominations so come on back then but have a great weekend stay warm uh, do some great things and uh, come back here on Monday in the meantime do great things we'll see you Monday <laughs>